Pro Wrestling on Touch. With your host, Cole Dawson. Ron Kilborn. Whose house? It's not a Christmas movie. Let's do this. What's up, Pro Wrestling fans? This is your boy, DJ Barbecue, with the Kodak Radio Network, with some big, big news. We are blessed and honored and very grateful to be teaming up with Workhorse Fitness. That's right, Workhorse Fitness. TJ Wilson's own. That's right, this TJ Wilson, who brings you Workhorse Fitness, which will help you get that energy, that muscle gain, and that weight loss that you always ask for. Are you ready to add that horsepower to maximize that weight loss, to maximize that muscle gain? Then if you're ready to do that, go to WorkhorseFitness.com, type in K-O-T-A, that's K-O-T-A, that's Coda, for 10% off your purchase, and start today. Workhorse Fitness has been very fortunate to have some of the world's greatest athletes to use this product and find success, like Sasha Banks, Apollo Crews, Peyton Royce, and much, much more. Go to WorkhorseFitness.com, save today by typing K-O-T-A. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another exciting episode of Pro Wrestling Uncut. I am your host, Cole Dawson, and with me, as always, is my hashtag team partner, Ron Kilborn. Ron, how you doing today, sir? Greetings and salutations, buddy. It has uh, been a fantastic week. Uh, I'm ex- I am so excited to spill some blood today. I am fighting to be still second place, folks. Yes, 0-2. <laughs> 0-2 is the, is the mountain I sit on, and I'm looking to roll off of it. And... Uh, Roll right into zero and one. That or one and zero. One and two. What the fuck? Yeah. I want to win today. Is what I'm trying to say. Oh, okay. Yes, catching up in the standings. I know I am three and zero oh, as I had the advantage of competing against uh, Jeremy James in one of the fantasy podcasts. So uh, this is gonna be fun. Uh, we had a little bit of uh, of a fun time trying to get this episode together today because apparently. Uh, all of our guests are adults and uh, life happens. And so we've been scrambling all day behind the scenes to try to figure out who the hell is going to be our judges today. Um, and as I said on the podcast last year, last week, without even asking Justin, I assumed he would be there. He can't be here this week, ladies and gentlemen. So this will be the first Pro Wrestling Uncut Fantasy Draft without our impact partial down the middle referee justin uh but we do have some great guests today uh I, I we may or may not still be trying to find a third guest but you know <laughs> it'll get done by the time you guys hear this and it's going to be amazing uh but before we get into that uh i think we got to touch on uh the cock uh the peacock over here is really uh not doing a very good job with this rollover the wwe network so rod how are you handling the cock over there well, I'm certainly peed about it. Um, I uh, I've been seeing all the reports uh, that uh, they're they're doing some censoring, and you know, yeah, I get it. But you know, at the same time, they're fictional villains, and you know, at what point? I always like uh, argued for wrestling. Like, how come wrestling is in this little bubble where you know, you know, you watch Game of Thrones and there's literal incest. Yes. Yes. And but you know, Triple H, you know, fucks a mannequin in a coffin, and all of a sudden he's uh, public enemy number one. You know, I mean, it's 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 like you can't say, oh, that's that's fake bullshit. But goddamn it, Vince McMahon said the N word. 
Like these are fictional right, characters right. that we're supposed to hate. Like I, I, I even commented uh, on Peacock. I was like, I can't wait for the three minute version of Django Unchained. Like, like right. What the hell? Like, uh, and well, just they're they're getting rid of other things too that just don't make sense. But we're, I don't want to go all into that. But I just thought it was a little silly. But we all saw it coming. Yeah, well, and I'm okay. I'm okay with them editing out the little backstage segment where Vince McMahon says the N word as it added nothing to the product whatsoever that night, except for like a little bit of shock value and a laugh. However, when they're going to edit out, edit out a, a promo and an entire match from a WrestleMania, then I have a little bit of a bigger issue, especially when the context of Roddy Piper's promo was that it doesn't matter what you look like on the outside. If you're black or white, it's what's on the inside that matters. The char- you know, the content of your character is what matters. It doesn't matter if you... You came from Harlem or you came from Canada or wherever. So like his promo was about unity in this and that. But I understand that blackface has has rightfully so become a very hot button issue at this moment. So, you know, looking back, maybe not a great idea to, you know, that is a great promo. It's a great message. But, you know, maybe the, the black body paint wasn't the best idea. You know, maybe shouldn't have done it. But also it was the 1980s. So there was a little bit of a different set of standards. I'm not, I'm not saying it was right at any point in time. No, of course not. Of no, course not. I'm not. I'm not arguing for the content. You know, the content's the content. I'm just saying, like, if we're supposed to hate these characters, then like, where's the where's the line? You know, as far as like the the heat goes. You know, I I, I think. Like, well, yeah. I, I, I got brought up on like heat's heat, brother. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, but I mean, are we going to edit out the main event of WrestleMania 7 because of the Sergeant Slaughter angle? Is that going to go away? Like, the main event of WrestleMania? (laughs) Yet, Showtime can have an entire show about a guy who's a a terrorist turn, you know, double agent. Like, that that was the whole context of the show, was that this guy was that, but we can't have that kind of character on wrestling? Yeah, no, yeah, Mike... uh... WWE wrestling in general is always under this just this strange microscope where <laughs> it, it's fake bullshit, but they pass themselves off as real, so they better not do anything real fucked up, you know? <laughs> so yeah, I mean, it's I don't know. Well, but I mean, like obviously, I feel like the Jerry Lawler and Goldust promos are going to be uh, removed. Yes, <laughs> I, I feel yes. like they're not going to be able to show things like uh, world, uh, WCCW, where they chanted the new F word at wrestlers. You know, the fans themselves did it. So, yeah. like, there's going I, I, I don't know. I just I want to know how far it's going to go. I'm OK if all they're going to do is remove, you know, seriously offensive things. Okay, but what about the giant Kamala? Is he going to get erased from history? <laughs> I, I don't know. It's 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 weird because on one hand you think of that, but then you know they, they just put a spear in, in Apollo Cruz's hand today, and that that makes me cringe. Uh, so right. yeah, you, you, it's wrestling's a fickle bitch, and the censors the censorship era is a fickle bitch as well. We're just gonna have to see how it plays out. But yeah, I've seen a re- I've seen an Attitude Era episode where they chanted that same F word to Shawn Michaels, and I was just yeah. like, "Ooh, this doesn't age well at all." And I didn't no. think it even happened. <laughs> right, but uh, uh, to be fair, you know, in the '90s when we were growing up, like it was a common thing. 
I mean, it, you know, you'd, you'd, you'd use the F word. You'd, you, when you meant something was lame, you wouldn't say it's lame. You would say, oh, that's gay, which is inappropriate and silly, and we shouldn't have done it. And now we know better, so we don't do it. But at the same time, like, how do you... Uh, I don't know. How do you go back and litigate something that happened in the past, you know, 50 years ago when it was a different set of standards is, is where I get at and... It's all part of this cancel culture and all that kind of thing. And then we're getting real political, which is not a thing we like to do on the podcast. But it's just it's one of those things that heads down that line. I, I think going forward, we should make sure not to make offensive content and we should be understanding to people. But at the same time, it's hard to go back to the 1950s and and, and litigate something that they did then. Yeah. But that's in the rearview mirror, and I look forward to see what WWE ends up looking like all the way come SummerSlam on Peacock. But, uh, yeah, that's enough about that. I'm out for your blood. <laughs> oh, you're out for my blood. Yes. Yes. Uh. Yes. yes. Let's, let's try to get someone to see All right. Eating. <laughs> well, that's another one they were just talking about. I just, when they mentioned there, there was a, a just a real bloodbath between Ted DiBiase and Ric Flair uh, in Mid-South back in 82 or 84, somewhere around there, where, you know, the round to the boys, and they showed, this is something that happened back then, in the one territory, they showed it on TV, and they sent it to the other territory, and even at the time, the guy was like, it looks like he ran through a razor blade factory, guys. We're not putting this on TV. So, like, <laughs> so I mean, this isn't the first time this has happened. And it won't be the last. So we'll we'll see. Uh, that, and that's my final thought on that. It just popped in my head, you know, kind of like uh, how I was talking about. I just idle thoughts of the brain today. So uh, let's get to the freaking draft. All right. <laughs> so a, fre- a fresh reminder. Actually, before I do the reminder, so we don't got our listeners don't have to hear it twice. I'm going to introduce Judge Number One, Ty Matthews, rejoining us again. How are you doing today, sir? I'm doing fantastic. I'm happy to be back. Thank you guys for for having me. I'm glad to be uh, on the show while construction is not happening in my, <laughs> in my normal habitat. Yes, and you, you're uh, uh, for those that that may watch some clips on YouTube, we can see your face today, which is a delight because you've been dying laughing at us this entire time. Oh, and it's one man. of our favorite things. <laughs> Absolutely, just like old times. <laughs> so okay, so I'll give you the rundown of this draft. This draft was a little bit different. Uh, this time, instead of drafting individual wrestlers and coming up with our our match card that we will be presenting to you. We drafted, since it's WrestleMania time, we drafted some of our favorite WrestleMania matches as a whole. So these are matches that everyone's familiar with, that you've uh, you've seen, and probably some that you love, and maybe some that you laughed at. But uh, so you already have the point of reference of what it was, what it is. And so um, also being a little bit tricky, uh, we we kind of discussed that this is just like a match, a, card of like super card jam-packed start to finish so there's not a whole hell of a lot of card structure although i will say i will say ron drafted smartly and does have a little bit of variety in his cards so that may be the tipping points for today except for the fact that my card is super stacked with the greatest matches of all time so (laughs) without further ado uh are you ready for this sir 
I am absolutely 100% ready. And Tyler? <laughs> oh, I am so, so ready. I am very excited to hear what y'all got in store. Yes. All, all right. Ron, would you like the honors or do you want me to go first? Well, you know, since I won, since I got to go first in the draft, you go first in the presentation. Okay. So I will leave it to the judge uh, as we like to give our judges a little bit of uh, a wonderful flexibility on how they want to judge us. Do you prefer going match by match or do you like the card as a whole? I, I tend to like the card as a whole. I, I like to I like to imagine it as if I were I had just bought a ticket sitting in the arena and just like watching the show unfold. Oh, that, so that's even better because now our presentation has literally turned into a full sell. We got <laughs> we got to cut a promo now. All right, <sighs> so I will. I do we do we still want to go match by match, Ronald, and build our cards together, or do you want me to just do it? I mean, he just said. He, oh, he just said he wants to go match by match. So just present your shit, brother. All right. So I mean, I mean, I do envy him that he has to remember this shit. I hope he's uh, <laughs> copious notes. I, I all right. Re- so I I opened my show with my favorite opening match in the history of WrestleMania, and also my favorite Triple H match of all time. I went WrestleMania thirty. Triple H opening up the show with Daniel Bryan, making him, you know, officially putting him on that pedestal and elevating him so he could win the title later on in the night. And so uh, my second match, this is this is the one pick in the history of our draft where I went heart over mind and I picked a match that I love. I don't know that everyone else loves it. Uh, and I went with WrestleMania 18, William Regal versus RVD. Because I needed something a little bit different that wasn't just, you know, super top guy heavy. Uh, and I just, I, I really love this match. I, I am a huge Regal fan. He's one of my fave five. We've talked about it on the podcast a lot. Um, but I got to say from here, pretty much until the end, the work rate just keeps getting better. <laughs> so... Uh, so uh, my third match, Eddie Guerrero versus Kurt Angle. <laughs> oh, and uh, oh man, I think I lied. <laughs> uh, my fourth match is actually my official favorite opening match in the history of WrestleMania. Okay, so my fourth. Okay, so I, we're gonna let you a little behind the scenes here when we started discussing this. Um, so the rules were that we couldn't pick the same match. So Ron and I had to take different matches, but also we couldn't use the same person on our match card. So it basically eliminated the Iron Man match for both of us because then you can't use Sean or Brett for any other spot on your card. And that made it tough. So we each had to pick a different Bret Hart match and I settled on Bret Hart versus Owen Hart for WrestleMania 10. <laughs> Which may have, at, uh, at WrestleMania 10, that was arguably one, uh, one of the two, either the greatest or the second greatest match in WrestleMania history. But my number five slot was 
the other one in that argument, Ricky Steamboat <laughs> versus the Macho Man Randy Savage. Oh, <laughs> right. So five matches into my card, you were jizzing balls, correct? <laughs> What do you think so far, Ty? <laughs> it's I I really I really really like where you're going. I think this is obviously a, as stacked as a card can get. I I do wonder um, if you know we've we've seen uh, indie shows suffer from this. We've seen we've seen um, I I feel like I've seen kind of PWG crowds sort of suffer from this where it's so much good stuff it it might hit a point of diminishing returns where there is so much work rate and so much good wrestling that people might get burnt out. I'm I'm still I'm still holding judgment but but I I do wonder having a three-peat like Eddie Kurt, Brett Owen, Steamboat and Savage is I I wonder if 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 it, if we were looking at a real card if that might be broken up with some um I don't know, some some doink or something like that. Well, I'm glad you are right on cue because my next match is the fail safe for crowd fatigue because nobody possibly ever is going to be asleep for rock versus stone cold Steve Austin at WrestleMania 15. (laughs) (laughs) And like what Cole failed to mention is that treat these matches like as if they're movies, the audio is coming with every match. So yeah, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> the crowd, there's no crowd fatigue. Everyone's going apeshit the whole time. <laughs> but no, but no, that's your prerogative, though. If you're, yes, yes. Ticket, you're tired by match five, let that affect your judgment. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because right now it's working against me, and Rod wants to win. <laughs> so I, so I, I went for that. The big star power, obviously, Rock and Austin is gonna gonna electrify the crowd no matter what. And so that I figure after that. You either have to have a complete downer match or you have to have something so good that the fans can't shit on it. And so I went with the Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels, versus The Undertaker, the first one. (laughs) Right, from 25? (laughs) Yes, from WrestleMania 25. Okay. And again, with having in my mind that crowd fatigue might be a bit of an issue here, I finished the show with the absolute can't-missed Biggest matchup in the history of modern-day professional wrestling. This match uh, drew 93,000 people to to WrestleMania 3. And it also, the rematch drew 30 million viewers on national television. 30 million, 30 million people. (laughs) And now we're excited if a wrestling show gets 3 million. I finished my show, closed it with Hulk Hogan versus Andre the Giant. (laughs) Man, could you could you imagine going to this card if this was like a real thing? If all these guys could be in their prime, and that's that's what I mean. That's why I'm like I'm trying to put myself in the headspace of like someone who has never seen any of these matches, just sitting down and just like start to finish seeing this show unfold (laughs) and just like seeing this insane like oops all bangers that we've got going on. Yes. Well, I you know, Ron has a little more variety, but even still, all of his matches are incredible, too. That's the fun part about doing this is just insane. Like, See, it's I, just I insane. Got, I got super lucky because only one time a match was stolen from me on his card. Like, mm-hmm. but I 
was lucky enough to grab a few of his choices. So um, I'm excited as all hell about this card because I would buy a ticket for this and I would spare no expense. And I was worried about, you know, we had an unspoken agreement. Well, we had a very spoken agreement about crowd fatigue and how it shouldn't matter. Fuck Gregory Iron. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Yeah. When we when we presented our stuff to Greg, he was like, well, why would this why would that placement make sense here? So, right. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. But that's why we give the prerogative to the judges. That's why we don't like to put too many parameters on it. So exactly. Exactly. But. You know, even though we discussed crowd fatigue and how it doesn't matter, I still had to order this the right way, thinking I was going to get Justin and Greg on here to bust my balls. So, <laughs> so, WrestleMania, Ron's WrestleMania. I'm starting out hot with the opening match from my personal favorite WrestleMania, and this is Eddie Guerrero versus Rey Mysterio. And then from there, you know, they're obviously going to go, you know, toe to toe. Hot cruiserweight action, and we're gonna go to the next match, which is arguably the best debut in WrestleMania history, next to Fandango. Um, oh God, shut up! <laughs> <laughs> everybody, everybody wanted to see this match because it could have either been really bad or really good, and everybody was super and pleasantly surprised. And for my money, stole the show on a card that had Shinsuke Nakamura and AJ Styles against each other. And that is the tag match of Triple H and Stephanie McMahon versus a debuting Ronda Rousey and Kurt Angle. Definitely. And then we go from those two spectacles, and we're going to make you cry, folks. We're going to oh, take you on. We're taking this you on early, a journey. huh? You on a journey. I'm taking you on an emotional roller coaster, and it all makes sense because in the third match, we got Shawn Michaels taking on Ric Flair and Ric Flair's last match. (laughs) 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 That laugh right there was the Ron officially lost with his booking. (laughs) I'm I'm, I'm excited to see the rest. That is a bold move. Yes. Trust me, me, it makes sense because I don't know how else to order this after that because we're going to go from making you cry to making you feel oh so better with the car crash of the century. And that is the oh, TLC WrestleMania 17. We're going to wipe those tears with a lot of brutality. It is Edge and Christian with Rhino versus the Dudleys and Spike Dudley versus the Hardys and Lita. See, I think the pitch right there almost saved it a little bit. Putting these back to back makes it not so shitty that you just made everyone cry <laughs> way too early in your pay-per-view. You got yeah, to bring in their spirits back up. Exactly. Yeah, once you see the rest of the card, you'll understand because the, the emotion takes over on the rest of this card. So a good let me up match after that car crash is probably, you know, we talked about it, the best celebrity match ever and was the highest grossing WrestleMania when it took place. So what better way to follow that car crash than the oh so intriguing Floyd Mayweather versus the big show. Okay. And then we go from that spectacle to one of the most feel-good moments in the history of WrestleMania, aside from the boyhood dream comes true, because we can't pick that one. But this is the part two of Cole's opening match. This is Daniel Bryan versus Batista versus Randy Orton, where Daniel Bryan is officially crowned the double champ, holding those yes titles above his head, hugging little Connor in the crowd. 
beautiful moment, beautiful WrestleMania. And then from that happy moment, we go to my semi-main event, which in my opinion is one of the most important finishes, one of the most important finishes in the 90s. This skyrocketed one career and it elevated another career. And this is the submission match from WrestleMania 13, Bret the Hitman Hart versus Stone Cold Steve Austin. And then the main event, my, you know, it's funny, speaking to our age, how we both went with the same main eventer for our WrestleManias. <laughs> because everyone goes back to this WrestleMania and said that nobody should have went on after these guys. And for my money, this should have closed every, that WrestleMania. And I'm pretty sure in real life, this, this match could have survived any crowd fatigue. Any crowd fatigue. And these guys could have called this entire match in the ring. This is The Rock versus Hulk Hogan, and we're going off the air with Hogan must pose and The Rock <laughs> letting him do it. <laughs> <laughs> Man. God, what a what a pair of lineups y'all have put together. <laughs> yes. <laughs> where the where the fuck do you stash Rick and Sean in that card? <laughs> I mean, that's not there. <laughs> oh, I, I think. Go ahead. No, no, I, I do see your point. I, I, it's, it's hard for me not to go back to that same point when it's like, you've got the, 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 the thirty main event, the submission match, and Rocket Hogan, like <laughs> nuclear levels of crowd energy. Yeah. Um, it's definitely, uh, it, it is a close one. Uh, Cole, what were you gonna say? Uh, I say if, if I was, if it were me. Um, I would probably switch the Flair Sean with the triple threat. But other than that, uh, the way you sold it, I'm okay with it. So shit, <laughs> so shit on the title. Got it. Is that like... That ice I would put in, in probably the main event of any show. I feel like that is arguably one of the, uh, probably the best way to end uh, a mania that there could have been, just with, um, it was lightning in a bottle, you know, with the the buildup, and the that opener, speaking that what, what Cole chose as his opener, is I, I fully agree that that's the absolute greatest opener. Like, I, I could watch that a million times in a row. Um, I probably, I probably would have switched Sean and Rick with maybe Hart and Austin, I think Harton Austin is a is a uh, obviously a solid a solid addition to that, but that that is is a different kind of energy that doesn't necessarily have to go on late in the show for me. Yeah, see, to be fair, like I even thought of that too because I really was struggling putting that match three, and I put <laughs> I put everybody match three, and even like then I was like, oh, I have to have TLC match four because that's intermission, bro. And then, yes. So putting putting Austin and uh, putting Austin and Hart match three, you know, a blood a, a bloody match to another car crash bloody match, just didn't gel with me. I, I wanted to split that up, but sure. you know, I, that, I see your point that too. Is, that is interesting that you mentioned because I hadn't thought about slotting in intermissions in these cards. Are, yeah, are, that too. Are, are, are you guys both cold? Do you have like a, an, an intermission? Theoretically? Uh, okay. So for me, if I was definitely going to have an intermission, it would be right after the Savage and Steamboat match. Got it. And okay. then we would come right back with 
the glass shattering. Like it, it would just. I think that would just the the crowd would just lose their shit. Sure. <laughs> it would be amazing. Sure. Yeah. Because I think, because I think that does make a that does make a big uh, difference, obviously, in kind of letting letting people get their bearings and go like, all right, let's strap in for for the second half. Yes, yes. <laughs> Especially since my first half is literally like the best work rate matches you could possibly come up with, and right. so these people needed a break. <laughs> yes, and like. My my big thing was like you know my my matches are not gonna lack like like stars like this cast of characters is ridiculous maybe some sideshow characters in the TLC match but that match in itself is just a spectacle but mm-hmm. you know enough of us selling Tyler you don't have to pick a winner you can you can you can break down each card if you want and give us your explanation <laughs> as to why shit goes the way it goes man <laughs> man. It is, uh, it it is it is so so tricky, and I do love the the variety, uh, Ron, that you've thrown in there. Throwing throwing Floyd and Big Show on this card is not something I would have expected, but that is it's it's so smart putting because obviously every mania has to have that celebrity involvement. We always got to have Florida, you know, like that's that as as sure as as the sun will rise and fall, so will Florida perform at WrestleMania. Uh, <laughs> But um, oh, man, it is so difficult. I because I, I go back when I when I look at Cole's card, and I think the the inclusion of an intermission between Steamboat and, and Savage and Rock and Austin helps a lot because like that the those three matches before intermission of Eddie Kurt, Brenton Owen, Steamboat Savage are are so 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 stacked. But I think one thing that I've thought about the more that I think about it is that they're from different enough eras that that I think they they provide a nice kind of ramping up to the intermission. Um, like I said, Triple H and Daniel Bryan, you can't get a better opener than that. Uh, Regal and RVD, I mean, I am a diehard Regal fan uh, for as long as I live, so I will never disagree with Regal being on any show ever. Um Hogan and Andre is definitely I I'm I'm very intrigued by that because it that also is such a product of its era and it it makes me wonder how that would how that would uh go down these day, these days you know like if everything were the same if if the build up and everything and obviously some you know Hogan were a little bit more uh well liked in in 2021, <laughs> and Andre were alive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, it would make for a rough match right now with Hogan with his bionic body and <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. And Andre's not here, body. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but man, I it is so 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 close because I think. I was I was concerned at first about stacking it with too many five star matches. The more I look at it on paper, the more I, I really enjoy the variety. I think by a hair, by a hair, even though I disagree with some of the match placement, I've gotta give it to Ron on this one. Oh, the, oh the, out the gate. The inclusion of Floyd Mayweather, the inclusion of the TLC match, the Ronda Rousey debut, which is also another one of my favorite. Yeah, it's huge. Matches. 
Yeah, yeah. I think say what you will about the rest of her run, uh, but you <laughs> was was absolutely fantastic. And so I think, like I said, by by a hair, uh, I got to give it to Ron. I and, you know in twenty twenty one, what better apology than for Hulk Hogan to do the to do the favors for a brother? You know. <laughs> I, I I went into this go after we did the draft coming into today. I figured it was gonna it was this that I think we could all agree I have the better wrestling card just bell yes. to bell one hundred percent. But I I figured it would come down to whether someone's <laughs> going like because me personally I would rather see my card than Ron's even sure. though even though if I was the booker I was putting the match together I wanted the Floyd Mayweather Big Show match and I wanted the Triple H you know Ron like I wanted one of those two matches but he took them both so I was just left with <laughs> fuck it I'm going work rate and picking my I'm just going <laughs> to cram this with as much work rate as possible and hopefully I'll steal it <laughs> spectacles draw money oh absolutely and I th- but that's that's the difference between us just, you know, picking eight matches that we love and actually really trying to build a card together. And since you stole my, you know, card building matches, I just went with my favorites. <laughs> and it's, and, and it's funny because because Cole stole that Shawn Michaels Undertaker match. That was the only thing I wanted because me not having Undertaker on this card is kind of a crime. Um, That's true. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah. Okay. I think Ron should be disqualified for not having an Undertaker match <laughs> on a WrestleMania card. <laughs> oh man, the desperation. yes. I think that I think that that both your guys' cards are perfect representations of those those two differing mindsets. You know, they're because there there are just as many fans, uh, you know, that that have those tastes. You know. There are the people that want to be taken on a roller coaster, that want to, you know, see the uh, the gimmick battle royals and what have you, uh, and and then there's just the pure uh, work rate loyalists. Um, and so, yeah, these are are great representations of of both schools of thought. Yeah, absolutely. And like, you know, you should see like our runners up, like our side ones, because we would I would have a list of Shawn Michaels ones, a list of Taker ones, a list of Bret Hart ones. And like when he would piggybacking on what I was saying, when he stole that Shawn Michaels match, I had Razor Ramon and and Shawn Michaels just there for the taking. But I already took TLC. So that's true. true. (laughs) And I I love that rule of, of only being able to pick a given wrestler once. I think that 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 alone allows for a lot of variety. Oh uh, yeah. Otherwise Cole's card would be very, very pink. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> it would have been Iron Man match and then Austin and then the match with Piper. And <laughs> it absolutely would have been like six Bret Hart matches. And then like, I'd try to find maybe a taker match. Like, <laughs> Because if I if we did a top ten list of my actual favorite matches of all time, it's like seven Bret Hart matches and then like Steamboat and Savage, <laughs> and that's about it. I kind of I kind of wanted to do like a fake decoy card for the judge just to throw him off. Like my opening is Fandango versus Chris Jericho. Number two is the Gimmick Battle Royal. Number three, I was uh, so on board. Number three is Rick is uh, Jesse James versus the Big Boss Man from WrestleMania 14. Who remembers that shit, right? <laughs> <laughs> but hey, you know, 
all's fair in love and war. And uh, I won this round. But, you know, we we got to take a break and we got to get the next judge ready. Who I believe is on deck, maybe. No, sort of. Huh? <laughs> uh, hopefully. <laughs> hopefully. Uh-huh. I'll send some messages right now and see. Otherwise, we're going to we're going to call. Uh... <laughs> We're gonna call Mr. Bloffy Fluff, and he's gonna do. It's gonna be the second judge. Oh gosh! Oh, good old Robin Banks on deck. God. Oh, that's a story for another day. Yes, sir. So, all right. Well, Tyler, thank you for joining us again. A pleasure as always. Uh, as long as you're willing to do it, we will definitely have you back on the show again. Uh, we've been talking. We'd like to at some point. We've been kicking the idea around of having kind of a, a UWC little round table reunion type show and just talk about, you know, our our, our childhood in the wrestling wow. business. So God, that would be incredible. Yeah, seriously. That would be that would be stupendous. Because yeah. when Justin when Justin held up that flyer, I was like, dude, we can all take that flyer and just break it down match by match and try to see if any stories from back in the day pop up. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I I will I will just tell one quick one before we get off. Uh, so uh, for all the people out there, back in the good old days, we had our little wrestling promotion, and uh, you know I I was in charge, but I I took feedback from everybody, and we would just kind of sit around in the locker room after a show or at training, trying to figure out what we're going to do for the next show. And we would start all kind of pitching ideas. Okay. And so we'd start (laughs) with a decent idea and a reality. And (laughs) and then Ron (laughs) would take over and just start trying to pitch ideas to get Tyler to bust up. Because when Tyler laughs, it's one of the most entertaining things in the world. For everybody, and we could get him to a point where his face would turn bright red, and this vein would stick out of his forehead, and that's when we all would start laughing. And so, uh, Ron, do you guys recall any of those ideas that you pitched from almost 20 years ago now at this point? <laughs> I, couldn't, I, couldn't, I couldn't tell you one. Maybe he, maybe Tyler could, but I do know that we, re- we received a reward for the worst ideas, and we, we saved it. <laughs> We sold it like Kurt Angle winning every match. Just, just <laughs> it was the, the the one the one that's coming to mind is uh, Carl the Hat. Yes, <laughs> that's like that's <laughs> the only one that's jumping to mind right now. I know almost all of them were for Carl. Like yes. I, 98% of them were all just different gimmicks for Carl. <laughs> but yes, Carl's name was actually Carl Hat. Carl so Hatt. yes, that was one of the... And then, and then we'd have him wear a stupid, ridiculous hat for every match. And the whole gimmick was just Carl the Hat. We need to do deep, deep dive episodes on characters that we don't talk about in UWC anymore. Hangs <laughs> Looper... The Hangs Looper episode will set records. <laughs> I genuinely, to to this day, I'm not sure I've ever laughed as hard as I did the very first time I saw like the creation of Hangs Looper. When it and was like it's all born from just us dicking around in the backyard and freaking John and Maiko, Hangs Looper and Splash Man. And Splash I remember Man. this video verbatim because we rewound it several times that night. And it's like, and Cole in the background, Hank Flooper and Splash Man. I'm Hank Flooper. 
Hey, it's Looper! <laughs> you rewound it so many times. Oh, oh, my, my favorite... God. My favorite is when Haynes Looper comes down to the ring and he's doing his thing and he starts spinning around in circles and then he just trips over the rope and he falls and eats shit. Oh my god. And then he just gets up and goes, <laughs> What I loved, not, not to go on too much tangent, what I loved about DDR is like, it was all people that were really good. And so they were not only hysterical, but they they could really go. And so, like, <laughs> seeing, like, Steve as, like, S- Steve Stiltman. Yes. Like, yes. <laughs> breaking his own leg so he could wrestle. <laughs> so stupid, but I loved it. Oh, and Spuddy, everyone's buddy. <laughs> Spuddy. Spuddy. Juggler extraordinaire. Spuddy. Yeah. Oh, well, yes, that will we, we will deep dive into that at some point later on. But uh, if we keep talking, this episode is going to be six hours long. So, yeah. <laughs> so thanks for being here. And ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take a quick break and we will be back with judge number two as soon as I find one. <laughs> <laughs> is it your dream to become a professional wrestling superstar, manager or referee? Well, you can make that dream a reality by training with Midwest All-Pro Wrestling. Learn from former WWE superstar and NXT coach Eugene Nick Dinsmore. Classes are training right now, so go to MidwestAllPro.com and click on training to enroll today. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back! And we found a judge straight off of his suspension from Pro Wrestling Uncut. DJ Barbecue Charles, how are you doing today, sir? Fantastic, fantabulous, and terrific. Uh, so uh, we've, we've been having a little bit of fun at your expense and saying you're on suspension. But in all reality, uh, there's some good news. Uh, so why don't you uh, tell us what you've been doing with your your t- your last few weeks? Okay, my last few weeks, I've uh, been helping uh, with Midwest All Pro Wrestling Training. And then also been talking to Otto from Alberta Wrestling Academy. And we got a partnership agreement. To where it also includes 10% off on Workhorse Fitness. I have to remember all this stuff. Workhorsefitness.com, <laughs> which is T. Day Wilson's uh, like weightlifting supplement, fat reducer. Uh, basically, it maximizes your uh, muscle gain, maximizes your weight loss. Um, if you put in the KOTA, you'll end up getting 10% off of any of the products. And they got also other merchandise on there, too. So it's it's been a pretty fun, eventful uh, time of working on that stuff. But we got that official um, just about a couple weeks ago. Uh, and you'll hear more about that uh, as the uh, weeks go on. But I think more importantly, since you buried the lead and didn't put over your own son, uh, when I asked you what you would do for the last week, the reason you're helping out at Midwest All Pro Wrestling is... Because my son is actually training with Eugene Nick Dinsmore. All right. That's what we like to hear. <laughs> Oh, new kid breaking into the business. Yeah, feel free to send us some whatever you can, and we'll tell him how shitty he is and how to get better. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. So, all right. So here we are, our WrestleMania draft. You weren't with us last week, although you got to listen to it because you edited all the sound and everything. Uh, so it won't be a surprise what matches we booked. But uh, Ron will pitch his card since I had to go first last time. Then I'll pitch my card, and you get to pick a winner, and we'll decide if we – 
have the first ever 2-0 lead, and Ron is becomes the official winner of a, of a fantasy podcast, or if we need to go to our third and final judge for the evening. Uh, so I we have not influenced your, your opinion, so... I'm going to let Ron go first. Ronald, your card. I mean, you both on suspension. <laughs> yeah, well, it's not <laughs> our fault. <laughs> so, <laughs> Ronald, you are up. Pitch DJ Barbecue, your dream WrestleMania fantasy wrestling card. Yes, well, it is a star-studded event, as I said previously. And, you know, it's great because he knows the matches we pick, but the, the, the what he doesn't know is the order that we put them in. And I'm starting out hot, as you should every show. My match number one is Eddie Guerrero versus Rey Mysterio from WrestleMania 21. And after that barn burner of a match, we're going to go right to a match where nobody knew how this was going to go. It could have been really bad. It could have been really good. But everyone was pleasantly surprised. We're going with match number two, Triple H and Stephanie McMahon versus Ronda Rousey and Kurt Angle. And then from there, we come from two very good Work rate matches, good pro wrestling matches, and then we're gonna we're gonna pull your heartstrings a bit because on this stellar card we got in one corner Shawn Michaels versus Ric Flair in what would be his last match ever, and then we're gonna put the pieces of our heart back together with a little bit of a car crash because match number four is WrestleMania 17 Edge and Christian with Rhino versus the Dudleys and Spike Dudley, versus the Hardy Boys and Lita. And then we're going to take a nice breather because you had to digest that so much. And then we're going to go to what arguably is the best celebrity match ever that ever took place in WrestleMania. It was the highest grossing match for WrestleMania. It was the reason why everyone tuned in, even people outside of the wrestling bubble. And that is Floyd Money Mayweather versus The Big Show. And that is a good bookmark between a car crash and this beautiful moment that sent us home on WrestleMania 30. We got Daniel Bryan versus Batista versus Randy Orton, where the yes movement, the yes movement goes on the top of the mountain, and we go off and we go off the air with hugging Connor, doing the yes chance with the with the belts, and then my semi-main event is the mo is my opinion the most important finish in WrestleMania history. Because we got a skyrocketed career and an elevated career in Bret the Hitman Hart versus Stone Cold Steve Austin in the submission match at WrestleMania 13. And what better way to main event this card than a match that can survive any crowd fatigue and the match that should have went on last to the WrestleMania that it was on. And we're going off the air with The Rock versus Hollywood Hulk Hogan at WrestleMania 18 with Hogan and The Rock on the stage, holding hands above their head. Oh. It's going to oh. be tough to beat, Cole. It's going to be tough it's to beat. It's going to be tough to beat. Uh, and as we, we discussed with Ty Matthews here, that uh, Ron has a little bit more variety in his card than I do, but I feel that I have by far the superior in-ring card, so it's just going to come down to taste here, whether you, you're going to think of it as a booker or whether you're a work-rate guy like myself. And uh, so I open this match with, well, really, realistically, I have the three best opening matches in the history of WrestleMania, in my personal opinion. But I open the show with Triple H versus Daniel Bryan from WrestleMania 30. Um, it, it's it might be my favorite match, but it just this match elevated Brian. 
I mean, it, it just it solidified him. I don't think he needed to be elevated anymore. And 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 as Ron had the main event from that show, that show was incredible because of Daniel Bryan in this. So um, my second match, this was one that I picked with my heart and not necessarily my mind because this this match doesn't necessarily have the star power. However, one of these participants just got announced as going into the Hall of Fame. So uh, I do have Hall of Famers in every single one of my matches now. Uh, William Regal versus Rob Van Dam. Third match, I went with uh, just an all-time, another all-time classic. Like, this is just... The meat of my card right here is just all time classic after classic after classic. Eddie Guerrero versus Kurt Angle is my third match. And then my fourth match, I went with Bret Hart versus Owen Hart. And fifth, I went with maybe the show stealer of all times. Uh, widely regarded as the greatest match in WrestleMania history, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat versus the Macho Man Randy Savage. And this is where we decided there has to be an intermission after those five matches so the fans can catch their breath. And then I knew at this point I needed to come come out with a a can't-miss like crowd is going to react no matter what. And I went with Stone Cold Steve Austin versus The Rock from WrestleMania 15. Followed that up with my semi-main event. The Undertaker versus the Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels. The first one from WrestleMania 25. And then there was no doubt in my mind what you had to close the show with. uh, The match that drew 93,000 people to Detroit. The match that drew the highest rating in the history of wrestling television. 30 million viewers. Hulk Hogan versus Andre the Giant. To close the show. And as with Ron, both of us, the show ends with Hogan must pose, brother. <laughs> it's funny that so, you bring that one up because that is actually uh anniversary yesterday of that actual happening. The slam heard around the world. All right. So it, the ball is in your court, DJ Barbecue. Uh, you could ask questions, talk through it a little bit, or... You know, just make your decision. It, it, it you have carte blanche, uh, so so come out of your suspension strong, my friend. <laughs> okay, so the first question is for Cole. You picked that first match with Sean and the Undertaker. Why did you pick that one? What was your uh, your your decision for that? Uh, I just I think that match was just uh, it was just better than the rematch. And, and generally speaking, I think the original matches are are better than the rematches um the rematch was great and it was sean's retirement match so it had a little more meaning to it but since the card is so stacked i don't feel like i needed an extra thing here and uh, i just thought the first match was was a little better than the second one and so i went with the the first taker versus hbk match from wrestlemania okay so my next question is for uh ron Mr. Ron, do you think that any one of your matches that you would uh, change the position of? Yes. Uh, well, the one that actually came up as <laughs> judge is, you know, this one's a bit of a crutch. HBK versus Ric Flair in match three is, is kind of a risk. But, you know, I knew that I was going to be up against it as far as, like, what were going to be the judges. They were going to take into consideration match flow and I don't think anything after HBK Ric Flair can go before it. And I think 
take in people on a on an emotional roller coaster by making them cry on the Shawn Michaels match match three to go into TLC for match four to go to intermission to make them breathe for Floyd Mayweather and Big Show was the way that I personally would like to see a show flow. Yeah, the, the, that's one of the main ones I was going to bring up because like that's a lot of emotion, a lot of excitement, and then you know the sad to the highs to the lows. I kind of put that in the same category as when you know you had Hogan and The Rock going against each other, and then the next match was just completely dead. Uh, even though that it was a, a star-studded match, that that following match, um, I do like the placements. I do like your reasonings. Um, I'm gonna have to say I have a little bit more excitement on a consistent uh, with uh, with Ron's with Ron's setup to be. be Boom. So are you so you're going with Ron? Oh, that makes it official. Ronald, Ron Kilborn is our winner for fantasy wrestling. <laughs> one and three. Or one and two. One and two for Ron. And that'll of course take me down to three and one. And, uh, yeah, we don't need a third judge now, so we can stop stressing and scrambling and trying to get this done, and we can I eat dinner. <laughs> I, have to do, I have to be honest with all the listeners and the watchers, if they do see this, uh, I do have to say that I sacrificed my possible career on this show, and I'll probably be on suspension from the here fu on future. <laughs> I'd just like to say thank you all for my support that you've been giving me. I appreciate that. Uh, just know that I uh, am very grateful for all you guys supporting me on this show. Well, let me just say this. You've been a judge three times on the four po fantasy podcasts we've done, and you have picked against me all three times. So this will not. This is not a suspendable offense. Don't worry, my friend. You'll be okay. I can take it. I can roll with the punches. And uh, let's uh, just say it. congratulations to Ron. Is there anything you want to say uh, to celebrate here, sir? <laughs> I just want to say that I worked so hard for this. Oh, oh no. It, it's a blast as usual to talk about wrestling with friends. Win or lose, I don't take this seriously. It, it's, it's, it's just so much fun. Plus, like, you know, I like picking other people's brains. Like, what card did he put together? And mind you, I met Cole while he was putting together cards. So he's been doing this hard. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, to, to finally get a win over someone who's been literally booking fantasy cards forever, I, I'll take it. And, you know, this was the first time where, like, I actually felt good about my draft. Like, I only lost one match to call. And when I started noticing that I got maybe two or three of his, I was like, <gasps> I have a chance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean that—that's it. And like, like I said with Tyler, like uh, going into this with, the, with the Booker mind, um, mind frame, thinking I wanted to have variety in my show, and I wanted to, um, you know, pick some of these matches. Like I had Floyd Mayweather and Big Show as as a big circle with a star next to it, you know, as a match I wanted. And then the my backup for that match was the Ronda Kurt and. Um, Hunter and Steph match. Um, I, I think the reason that I, I I ended up not picking the the Ronda and Kurt match was that I needed an Eddie Guerrero match on this card, and and for me that was the only choice. 
was Curtin and Eddie. So once once it was clear that I wasn't going to get any of my gimmick matches that I wanted, because I also had the lat the the uh, TLC match on there. Um, I just went and said as much, you know, I'm just going to go as much work rate as I can. And, uh, you know, it ended up costing me this time, but I'll be back. Don't worry. <laughs> it's funny because we switched roles. I went pure spectacle and business like you, like you would, and you went straight up work rate and the biggest spectacle match for the main event. Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny that this is the kind of card I would book for me. Per if I was booking for myself. My card is what I would have booked anyway. Like these were all realistically my first choices, other than I I would have picked Brett and Austin over Owen and Austin realistically, but I would have felt bad about it because there was no other spot for Owen Hart to be on my card if I didn't. So I that that one was really a little bit of a coin flip for me, and I knew going into it um, that it was going to be a tough tough to get. Uh, Brett and Austin if I didn't have first pick <laughs> so I, I was prepared and ready and, and so like I said this is the kind of match I would book for myself but knowing that as a booker your job is to put butts in seats and uh, draw the most money and make you know get the most pay-per-view buys uh, I, I would have probably tried to book something more like your card Ron I, I agree so I'm not heartbroken I don't feel like I got robbed uh, I feel like sometimes that's just how fantasy drafts go <laughs> it happens it happens. But I have to say though, like both cards are equally like actually something that fans would be excited for. It was very close. It was very hard to decide, but there was always that one match that kind of thought that it would go in a little bit better for the excitement wise, and it wouldn't like kind of this kills the whole excitement for one. So, but you guys did a great job as always. Yes, I can't wait for the next one. All right. So, all right. So, I think that's going to do it for today. That's going to make it a wrap. Um, and, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, uh, congratulations, Ron Kilborn. You are on the board. Can't wait for the next one. Uh, Ronald, uh, since you have the schedule uh, handy, correct, what are we going to be doing next week on the podcast uh, as we are getting close to WrestleMania, ladies and gentlemen? I feel like maybe we have a top ten list coming up. Yes, this is the top <laughs> 10 list. This is the top 10 WrestleMania moments because WrestleMania yes. is here. Moments and not matches, ladies and gentlemen. So this could be anything from a promo to a backstage segment to a, a match or even just the afterbirth of a match can be one of the moments. It, it's it's that, you know, a lot of talk has over the last few years has been about the WrestleMania moments. And uh, so that's what we're going to be discussing next week. I got to say, you know, as much as we poked fun at Royal Rumble not being a, a smash hit and uh, how we don't like having 73 pay-per-views between Rumble and Mania, I, I still I'm kind of excited for WrestleMania this year. I like the card. I'm uh, I'm excited for TakeOver. Um, I like that TakeOver's not the same day, you know, the same weekend now. So we get four days of the best that WWE has to offer. So I'm looking forward to it. DJ Barbecue, what are you looking forward to most um, for TakeOver and Mania this year? Um, yeah, I think you uh, hit on a great point. It's to be able to actually watch and concentrate on one product. And then the next weekend, it's the ne the other product. Having those two days. I think it's always fun. Um, you got me into the Wrestle Kingdom 
because it's two days, even though this is not going to be over in the middle of the night. But that's what I'm looking forward to is that I can actually sit down and enjoy. I don't seem like I have to rush having one one night and the other. I can actually, you know, watch them consistently and not have to be worried about getting overwhelmed. All right. Did he actually answer my question, Ron? He has a good way of of filibustering and just talking about whatever he he wants <laughs> instead of answering my question. Was was that what he's looking forward to most? <laughs> I mean, I mean, I think he just, in a nutshell, or you know, in a really giant walnut, said uh, that uh, he's looking forward to WrestleMania as a whole. There you go, on the whole. So, if all you right. Want a specific answer. I'll jump in because I think this <laughs> WrestleMania is going to be noted as like the the two days that the Ring of Honor boys get the big stage because on night one we got Seth Rollins and on the big stage in a stadium and then the next night we got Sami Zayn versus Kevin Owens and what kind of feeling must those guys have to like grow up in the business together as as friends and you know you talk about you know <laughs> what if we wrestle each other at WrestleMania they're yeah. gonna do it it's so cool <laughs> I'm excited to I'm excited to see that uh, you know Biggie and Apollo you know I think that they're they're going to get time and I and I touted that I that I love this feud and I love both characters and I'm glad that they're going to continue this on the big stage. I think it's a freaking genius move to add Daniel Bryan to this match because the the crowd is starting to you know turn on edge a bit. Then then you know they might cheer Roman because he's because Roman's delivering right now so what better way to halt that shit than turn those two guys heel and bring the biggest baby face ever in the match and to solidify the other two guys getting booed they're trying to recreate WrestleMania 30 and I'm all for it yeah I I said it I said it once on the show I said it again the thing I am absolutely looking forward to the most with this WrestleMania is that we haven't had a crowd in a year at a wrestling at a WWE show and so I really am looking forward to see what the genuine real crowd reactions are so all right guys that's going to do it for this week Ron congratulations you are the winner Thank you, DJ Barbecue, for stepping out of your kids' training session for a few minutes to save our butts and uh, be our our deciding judge this week. And uh, until next week, ladies and gentlemen, with our top 10 WrestleMania moments, this is Cole Dawson signing off, saying thank you, good night, and moi. What our radio network is brought to you by. Midwest All Pro Wrestling, get to MidwestAllProWrestling.com and get tickets today. Revenue Brewing Company, it's the cure for what ails you. Florida Radio Network is powered by KBack.Rock. Rock Radio the way Rock Radio should be. Go to KBackRadio.com and listen today.